What's going on, everybody? You're listening to a New York Giants edition of the Pulse Green Report. So the New York Giants are on a three-game winning streak, and they beat the Green Bay Packers in a nail-biter. And it was an entertaining nail-biter at that. It was one, it was a game that I didn't expect the New York Giants to win. So, seeing that Saquon Barkley in the fourth quarter with a five-point lead, he breaks a run, he's looking like the Saquon that we all expect him to look like every week, and Saquon Barkley's great, one of my favorite football players in the league. But just like every freaking primetime game that the New York Giants are in, something crazy needs to happen. And Saquon Barkley fumbles the ball, which he rarely does. And everyone's standing around while the Green Bay Packer defender is scrambling, breaking tackles or poorly attempt tackles because nobody knew what the hell was going on. Lo and behold, it was an official fumble and recovery. And before we knew it, the Green Bay Packers are knocking on the door. They're about to score and go ahead. So it was, what, 21-16. The Packers, they score a touchdown. It was a very, it was a very, I'm trying to find the word. Uh, for some of you that don't know, I, I do have a brain injury, so it takes me a while to gather my thoughts and explain what I'm thinking. So it was a very contested set of events uh, between the New York Giants defense and the Green Bay Packers offense. And that touchdown catch was contested, but it was a great play by the wide receiver. And I believe it was Deontay Banks. He pushed him out of bounds, but the ball barely broke the freaking pylon. It actually looked like it when he caught the ball, the receiver for the Green Bay Packers, he caught it just on the freaking goal line. And then when he gained control, he pulled it back in past be well, still in the field of play. But nonetheless, the referees called it a touchdown. So here comes Tommy DeVito and the low-scoring New York Giants offense. They have, I believe, a minute and 30 seconds or something like that. They have a few timeouts. And now we're expecting this rookie free agent quarterback to go down the field and either get us a winning touchdown or put us in a position so that the field goal kicker can attempt the field goal, which, by the way, he missed the field goal earlier. So I was like, you know what? The possibility that the Giants don't even get a first down is strong because so much was going right for the New York Giants. And then suddenly, in typical primetime fashion, because the Giants have had some of the weirdest circumstances happen to them during primetime games. I was like, you know what? This Tommy DeVito thing 
is going to, this is where it's going to come back to reality. All of the celebration, uh, zooming in on his family, celebrating in the stands, the pregame uh, freaking mega meal that they had in the in, in tailgate during the tailgating portion of the pregame where they were serving chicken cutlets. The agent looked like he was cosplaying for, you know, as a, as a character from Goodfellas. I don't know why I said Goodfellas. I don't know why. Goodfellas. And so there was so much celebrating the Tommy DeVito story. And here we were where Tommy DeVito had to orchestrate uh, a drive so that the New York Giants would have an opportunity to win the game. And lo and behold, the kid delivered. He was, he had to throw, I believe he threw three key passes. One to Rondell Robinson that went for over 30 yards. He threw the ball, a really nice ball, dodged some, uh, some pass rushers, and was able to deliver a ball that allowed Rondell Robinson to continue running. He didn't have to stop. He didn't have to jump in the air for the ball. He didn't, he didn't put it in the way where Robinson could get hurt. He threw the ball while he was in stride. And Robinson, who had a great game, zoomed 30-plus yards. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, holy crap, the Giants might win this freaking game. So, of course, what most coaches would do in that situation, they would run the ball, position the field goal as as for the kicker, so that they're as comfortable as possible. It was a manageable field goal, right? They were in manageable field goal range. And so they had a run, right? Don't, don't spoil things by trying to get pretty, winning the game with DeVito, and then all of a sudden there's a turnover. Dable wanted to win this game. So they ran the ball, positioned the ball to where the field goal kicker was comfortable. And I was nervous. This was, that was the only time I was nervous is when that field goal kicker, I believe his name is Bullock. He's a free agent. He's replacing uh, Cano. He has a number, like a fullback, like a 40-something, I believe 48, number 48. So. He looked like an old school kicker from way back in the, the 60s. But they had these weird numbers. They were big. They would kick with, with, with like very little form, very little follow through. When you see how the kickers kick today, their legs are, that follow through, their legs are like ballerinas, right? So here comes this big kicker looking like a linebacker. And I'm like, man, he just missed a field goal earlier. What's going to happen? This is a New York Giants game in primetime television. 
everyone's happy for Tommy DeVito and his family. Will this be a situation where everything just comes crashing down? Will there be a freaking block field goal? Will there be a botched snap? <laughs> you know, I was thinking of all of these scenarios that could happen. And no. Things went the way they should have. The kick went through. The New York Giants win the game. And it was a very, very feel-good game. Because number one, you beat a team, a Green Bay Packer team, that was on a roll. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Jordan Love was looking like the next coming of Aaron Rodgers. And he looked uncomfortable. Now, he had some moments where he's, getting, he's about to get sacked, and he lets go of a ball that is nearly on target. I mean, just the fact that it was near his receivers, I mean, it shows that Jordan Love has some freaking talent. So give him some time. The next time the New York Giants play him, it's going to be a different quarterback. And they were missing a few players. But you know what? So were the New York Giants. And the Green Bay Packers had a better record than the New York Giants. They were expected to beat the Giants. So for the Giants to, to win, even though there was some adversity that just snatched any momentum away from them in, in the most moronic way, a Saquon Barkley fumble, where he falls, the ground causes a fumble, and everybody's just standing around like, what? What the hell's going on? So it was a recipe for disaster. But the New York Giants persevered with Tommy DeVito at quarterback. So the legend of Tommy DeVito continues for another week. They're going to face the New Orleans Saints. And the New York Giants actually have a chance to beat the Saints. The Saints are 6-7. and seven. They are struggling as well. There's a lot of 6-7 and seven teams. And the New York Giants, if they win one more freaking game, they will be 6-8. and eight, And they could be in that freaking scenario where they are just in the, the race. They aren't necessarily in the playoff race for, for a wild card. But if they win against the Seattle, I mean, the, I keep saying Seattle, against the, the New Orleans Saints, then all of a sudden people are going to really start talking about playoff possibilities. And it's the NFL. Things happen when you least expect it. The saying is, that is why you play the game. Because on paper, teams don't win championships. It's whatever you do on the field. And all it takes is for a few lucky bounces. We, we've seen that the Eagles, they've lost two in a row. They've been beaten physically. And now all of a sudden, people are assuming, hey, that the Eagles are back to reality. They are vulnerable. They can be beat. The problem with that is that the Eagles can also get hot again. So there's no guarantee. The Cowboys, they look 
like the second best team in the NFC behind the 49ers. But you never know. Maybe there's a situation where the New York Giants get absolutely scorching hot at the most unconventional time. Because they've lost eight games. And that's going to be really tough. Let's say in a perfect world, they win the next four games. Now they're nine and eight, and they could still miss the freaking wild card. And in their draft position, it gets higher. But you know what? I'd rather that happen. I'd rather that the New York Giants go, they sweep the Eagles, they take them out of home field advantage. And, hey, we miss out on the wild card. You know what? I don't think this New York Giants team is worthy of a playoff spot anyway. So, they're just not ready. They are just not ready. But they are playing hard. They are rallying around their rookie free agent quarterback. They are rallying for each other, for their coaches, for their fans. Everybody's playing tough. The defense is playing aggressive. They're causing turnovers. They're getting sacks. They're getting pressures, causing fumbles. The offense, especially the offensive line, they look like they have improved. And finally, the wide receivers are starting to make a little noise. Last week, we had Jalen Hyatt get his first 100-yard game as a receiver. And then against the Packers, freaking Robinson was all over the place, making great catches on the sideline, breaking tackles, running freaking reverses like a running back because he used to play running back in college for Kentucky. Was it Kentucky or Nebraska? Something like that. I believe in Nebraska. And Robinson, who is a, you know, in height, he's a small kid, but he's, he's like a little tiny tank. He shows toughness. He shows good hands, good route running ability. He is a legitimate weapon. So now you have Robinson. You have Hyatt, who is going to threaten you with the deep ball. There's a possibility that against the Saints, Darren Waller comes back. That's going to open up even more space for a kid like Robinson. And let's not forget Saquon Barkley catching passes out of the backfield. And in DeVito, he has shown that he can run the ball if he has to. So if this offensive line continues to gel, all of a sudden, this New York Giants offense, they, they have some weapons. And, and we're starting to see that the weapons are being used. So is it a coincidence that is all of a sudden these receivers and the passing game, we're not talking about, you know, the dink and dunk passing game. We're talking about taking chances down the field. Is it because DeVito's there? Or is it because the offensive line has some stability now? I believe it's the offensive line. 
But give credit to DeVito and give credit to the coaching staff. They have coached this kid. They're giving him opportunities. And he's taking every freaking opportunity to make the best of this situation. He could possibly play his way into this league as a legitimate backup quarterback or emergency starter. Daniel Jones is still going to be recovering next season from his knee injury. So there's a strong possibility that DeVito could enter next season as the New York Giants starting quarterback. And, and that doesn't, you know, whether the Giants draft a quarterback or not. So kudos to, to DeVito. I mean, the kid, he's 25 years old. He wasn't drafted. He lives with his mom. Everybody, for some reason, wants to bring that up all the time. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So, this dude, Tommy DeVito, regardless of what happens next season, he has a place in New York Giants history. <laughs> There's a place for DeVito in this New York Giants franchise. And his name will be etched in a lot of people's memories. Because, once again, here's someone who came out of nowhere, and now he has won the hearts of New York Giants fans. And depending on which kind of fan you are, whether you're a phony fan or not, DeVito's on your mind. Because there are some people who are pissed off that the New York Giants are winning because they want a better draft position. That is not what fans, that's not a fan. That's just being selfish because you want to, you want the, the player that you think is going to be great. You want that player there during the draft so the Giants can take him. And all you, all you care about is saying that, oh, I told you that's going to happen. I told you so. That's all people care. You know, not everybody. Some people care about. And I'm talking about content creators and X space lurkers, not lurkers. I got to find a name for those people. You know, it used to be called Twitter spaces, but now, you know, the app is X. So there's got to be a name for those people who are constantly on Twitter spaces, complaining and saying the same shit. Bitching that the New York Giants are winning. That cannot be me. That, that doesn't make me a fan. So enough about them. Let me talk about the Saints really quick. Their leading passer is Derek Carr. He has a little over, well, he has a little under 3,000 passing yards. I believe 2,800. Alvin Kamara surprisingly only has 564 rushing yards, averaging 3.9 yards a carry. But Tyson Hill, who is a freaking weapon in his own right, he has 346 yards of rushing. And then Chris Olave, who is a rising superstar at wide receiver, he's at 918 yards receiving with 72 catches. But Alvin Kamara has 63 catches, so you have to watch out for him. And on defense, you have to watch out for... 
Demario uh, Davis, who is a freaking intimidating linebacker, one of the best in the league. And then when it comes to sacks, their leading sack total or their leading sacker <laughs> is Carl Grenson with six and a half sacks. So defensively, they don't have that super pass rusher. And offensively, they're not the same high-powered Saints that we're accustomed to seeing, but it doesn't mean that the Saints team is not capable of beating the New York Giants. But at the same time, the New York Giants are capable of beating the Saints. The Saints are at home. I, I, I don't know much of the Saints to say whether their offensive line is capable of stopping the New York Giants' pass rush. But you have Kamara, who is a multi-dimensional weapon. So he could beat you on the run. He could beat you with the pass. And you have Tyson Hill, who is, you know, he's a dangerous weapon as well. He could pass. He can run. He can catch. This New York Giants team is going to have to play as aggressive as they've been playing the last four weeks. And they're going to have to cut down on the broken tackles. And they're going to have to apply pressure. Carr can run out the pocket if he needs to. And he's an experienced quarterback who has put up numbers in the past. And he has a dangerous weapon in Olave. And Kamara is a weapon as well in the passing game. So this game, I feel better that the Giants can win it. But the edge has to go to the Saints because they are at home. They are playing for a playoff spot. And I don't know. I, I, I want to say that the New York Giants can win this game. Or will win the game. Because any team could beat any team at any given Sunday. But I kind of want to stick with superstition here and say that I've been saying that the New York Giants were going to (laughs) lose like the last four games. And they've been proving me wrong. So I want to keep choosing them to lose. I say the New York Giants lose by a field goal. And I'm only saying that because of superstition. They've been winning despite me picking them to lose. So I have to go that way. Hopefully, we have an entertaining game. Hopefully, the Tommy DeVito story continues in the right direction. The better he plays, the better the New York Giants look on offense. And the more opportunities they have to win. If Saquon gets on a roll, Robinson is freaking catching passes and running after the catch. If we can get Darren Waller back and open up some space for freaking Hyatt, we could possibly see him get that deep pass that we've been hoping to see him get. And not only a deep pass, but take one for a fucking touchdown. The kid needs a touchdown or two. It would be nice. So let's see. 
Let's see. It should be an it should be an entertaining game. Now, chances are I won't talk about it next week because I will be traveling to the Philippines. I might not be able to do any podcasting. So maybe in my social networks I might comment on the game whether they win or lose. A lot of people they do vlog, <laughs> they do stuff. There's a lot of content creators in the Philippines. For some reason, it's like a hot spot for freaking vloggers. So there's always these freaking foreigners carrying around a camera and talking to themselves. So that tells me that internet should be stable enough for me to maybe record something on my phone and upload it. So I'm going to try that. But if it doesn't, then I'll be back next year. So anyway, good win for the New York Giants. Uh, congratulations to the DeVito family. There's a freaking dream come true for his family and for DeVito. And for Tommy. Tommy. And uh, as a New York Giants fan, this season, it went from being a total freaking nightmare to something that was that that is fun to talk about. And you know what? That that's all we can ask for as a New York Giants fan base. So anyway, I'll talk to you guys next time. You guys take care. Enjoy the game against the New Orleans Saints. And let's go big blue. Talk to you guys later.